everyone and welcome back to the Bloglancer podcast. If you're a UK blogger and are looking for ways to grow your audience, do what you love and make money along the way, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode. Today is going to be talking about looking back on the month that's just gone and all the different ways that I made a living from blogging. I actually wrote a blog post about this a year ago over on the Blog Lancer so I thought it'd be quite cool to revisit it a year later um, and also do it as a podcast episode rather than a blog post so I could just go into a little bit more detail about it. I'm always really surprised at the different directions blogging has took my career. I know there's plenty of bloggers that just make money from traditional sponsored posts. However, I really love that I make money in different ways and yeah, that my career just sort of keeps changing, but that blogging is definitely the springboard for that. Um, So what I thought to do today is just look back at my previous month, break down the different jobs that I had, different work that I did. It's not going to be like an income report in the sense of giving you like exact figures because obviously uh, the work that I did last month isn't necessarily necessarily the work that entered the money that entered my bank account last month obviously it changes some work might be paid in advance I don't know why I said that because that's very rare, but some work is usually like 30 days or 60 days after the work that you've done, you'll get paid. So we're not actually going to talk the money that hit my bank account last month. We're just going to talk about the work that I did. Um, If this is the sort of thing that interests you and you're interested in making money from blogging in lots of different ways, definitely check out my six-week blog course. Um, That actually goes stop sale from tomorrow at the end of tomorrow at midnight because it's going to start on Monday the 13th of September so I know not everyone is very organized and listens to this podcast straight away but if you are super keen and I listen to this on Saturday or Sunday then I'll pop a link in the show notes to my course uh, where you can find out lots more about it all the different things it covers and testimonials from people that have done it before it's a really great six-week course that guides you through growing and monetizing a blog in lots of different ways so so let's take a look at how I earned blogging money from blogging last month. Okay, so the first and the most obvious way is through sponsored posts. And actually, each month these fluctuates, but sponsored posts don't make up the majority of my income usually. And I'm fine with that because there are so many other ways to make money from blogging. So sponsored posts do make a good chunk, but like I say, it's pretty evenly split with the other ways that I'm going to talk about as well. Um I did a sponsored Instagram ad, which I don't do that often, um, but I also did some sponsored blog posts as well. What I really liked last month was that I have a few different blogs and I didn't actually have any sponsored posts, I don't think, from my main blog last month. I had them in in my other blogs. So one thing that I perhaps might talk about more here um, is having different blogs. It's something that I didn't do very well at first. Like uh, because a balanced belly is so niche, I knew that when I wanted to talk about topics like this blogging and then I wanted to talk about being a mom, for example, um, I couldn't do it on that blog because it didn't make sense at all. Obviously, if it was like a general lifestyle blog, that would be fine. Because of that, I started some other blogs and it's really exciting to just notice even in a small way then making money or being emailed things to review on those other blogs because I feel like I'm able to take the success of one blog and apply it to other platforms um, and that's really really exciting so um I think owning multiple blogs is actually a really good idea and I might do another podcast episode on that but yeah um, I had a sponsored blog post um 
a sponsored Instagram towards the, the very start of the month. Um, and I think another sponsored blog post on another blog. So there was only a few sponsored blog posts last month, but that was fine because there was lots of other things that I was doing as well. My second income stream last month was my passive income from site ads. And this just makes me so happy because it's just such less stress. So on a balanced belly, I'll be honest, I haven't blogged that much over the last month. Probably, I'd say probably two or three blog posts have gone up in August on a balanced belly. Considering that's like my main blog and also like a job, that isn't a lot of blog posts. However, because loads of my posts do really well on Google and Pinterest, the traffic is still able to tick along quite nicely, even if I'm not actively promoting that. Because of that, because I get around 20 to 30,000 page views on that blog, blog even if I don't really blog much that month um, I am able to make some income through site ads sort of like AdSense but I'm with an ad network called Mediavine um, which I know now doesn't take anybody unless they meet a requirement of something like 50,000 sessions but they are coming out with something that is going to be for smaller bloggers as well and I really really value Mediavine um, I know there are other companies like Ezoic is one that doesn't have a cap at the moment AdSense obviously being the obvious one I just love that I get a payment each month that I literally haven't done anything for because once you've set up the ads you're away so this month I made about 300 pound through those now with Mediavine again that's a bit misleading because you get paid maybe two or three months in arrears so actually the first you know around Christmas January February time uh, that was a really strong time for me um, with Mediavine because a lot of my stuff is health focused so like January February March sort of time was a lot of my traffic so I can't remember at the top of my head but I think this payment in August might be June July May yeah like maybe May April I'm not sure. So it was actually a really good month. This month, like I say, my traffic's been down a little bit because I haven't been focusing on as much. Uh, so in a few months time, when I get that Mediavine payment, it'll probably be closer to like £200. However, I'm just still amazed that I'm able to bring in that money from blogging, especially when I'm not actively writing or, you know, actively spending a lot of time on my content. So my next goal is to let that blog... Um, just sit back a little bit from that blog and put some energies into, you know, my Instagram and my other blogs and this podcast and also hopefully get them to that level where they're also got some sort of passive advertising income as well. Uh, for me, I don't think it's necessarily worth it until you've got a certain level of traffic. You know, for example, uh, my mom's site, I haven't really been working on it, so that gets 5,000 views a month. I did the figures in my head and that wouldn't really work out as a lot of money from site advertisements considering that they can be intrusive. So you've got to find that tipping point however yeah you know because it's like 20 30,000 a month on my other blog um it's, it's definitely worth monetizing so really happy with that and hopefully going to keep continuing it it's not for everybody but it works great for me the third way that I made money in August was from paid for products so when I wrote these blog posts the last time around I was doing my webinars so they actually made up a, a chunk of my income uh, because I was regularly doing monthly webinars during like the lockdown um, obviously I don't do those now and I've got my course which I mentioned that hasn't factored in um, 
to last month because my course didn't go on sale to the start of this month. So I didn't make any money or anything like that from my course, but I do have some eBooks and I think once or twice last month, someone just went on and brought one of my eBooks. And I love that again, because it's completely passive. I know loads of bloggers really are great at promoting their eBooks. You might even be listening to this and be like, she's got eBooks. I didn't even know. I'm not particularly great at promoting my eBooks, but I think write them, get them up on your site, link to them in any blog post that you're creating and you might just find that one day or once a week someone will be searching that topic, they'll click on your blog and they click through to buy that ebook and it is completely, literally zero energy, passive income. Um, it doesn't make up a huge amount of money for me but it's still a great little earner and I think it's important because a lot of the time, more with American bloggers, but a lot of the time we see people say, I make six figures from blogging. And then it turns out, look, five and a half of those figures are from selling resources. I'm making six figures from blogging. So I'd never want to be in a position where my courses, my eBooks or whatever, are making up the most of my money. Because I think that would be a little bit hypocritical and it would just sort of undervalue what I'm actually doing. But yeah, a few passive eBook sales, which was great. So that is number three. Uh, let's go on to number four. So the fourth way that I made money this month uh, was from my freelance journalism. And a few months ago, I wasn't really doing that very much. With freelance journalism, it is definitely what you put in. So some months I make, you know, almost a full-time income from freelance journalism and I won't focus on my blogs. Other months I won't make any money from freelance journalism because nine out of 10 times you are in that cycle of pitching. So if you stop that cycle of pitching, um, then you're not going to make any money. So last month I had quite a few features. I write regularly for Happelfun magazine. I write regularly for how Line magazine um, in America, um, and I also had a published piece by The Doe, which is a really cool new publication um, again in America. So, last month I had quite a bit of writing work, and those pieces of work were from pitches that I'd sent in June and July. Um, I had another piece of work that came through that I'd also pitched at the start of August, so I had quite a lot of freelance writing work. But now I don't have any freelance writing work as I do this podcast because I haven't sent any pitches. So um, it is really stop start. It's um, not like we talked about with like the passive income of like uh, products and um, site advertisements. You do have to put that effort in. Um, so once I've sorted out my blogging course that starts on Monday and helped everybody start that and just sorted out a few blog posts that I've got to get live I'll go back into that cycle of pitching so when you're thinking about earning money from freelance writing it's almost like on a 60-day cycle because you've got to pitch that then you if they say yes I mean it might take a few weeks to hear back which it definitely did which is why I said one of my pieces I'd pitched in like June then you've got to write it then you've got to send it over so you've probably got a two or three week deadline and then they've got to approve it or like publish it depending on the publication and then you'll get paid. So it can be tempting with freelance writing to think, oh, I've got lots of work to do. I, I'm going to kind of drop the ball and not pitch anything. But then you do end up where you've got to start that cycle all over again. So ideally, you do want to be sending out emails every week. Uh, but I'm not perfect. So I'm not going to follow every single piece of advice I share on here. But yeah, so those are the things I did for freelance writing. In terms of income I made from freelance writing, it really does depend on the publication. So it's rare that you're asked for your rate. Um, for freelance writing. So depending on the publications that I talked about there, 
I usually earn between about 50, 15, I wish it was 50, 15 to about 25p a word for writing to those publications. So, um, you know, if it was a thousand words, it would be about £150 for one publication. You know, some publications charge a little bit more. Um, it really, really depends on who you're, who you're writing for. So I had uh, around three articles maybe three or four articles this month uh, so again that was a great source of income for me um, I do have some resources on freelance writing in particular so not to keep going on about my course because I know by the time you listen to this the course may be already started but joining that course does get you my freelance writing webinar but if you aren't joining the course I'll also put some links in the show notes to where you can find my freelance writing resources such as my freelance writing ebook and webinar. It's such a great way to take the skills that you've learned from your blog and then transition them. Um, and what I really, really like about freelance writing and why I'm really never, I don't think, going to be a blogger that makes 100% of her income just from sponsored posts is because I love the fact that you've got that freedom to perhaps write a topic that perhaps isn't really relevant to your blog audience. So, you know, I've wrote about all sorts of topics. I just wrote an article about laptops uh, last week, which I know isn't relevant to the majority um, of my audience. Um, so you really do have much more of a free reign in terms of the ideas that you can pitch. Obviously, you're getting paid for it, but I also really love that you're also handing over that ownership of like publishing the post and promoting it. I really love that I can write something and I'm not stressing have I shared it enough how many people have read it because obviously that's out of your control um, it's always a really great way as well for people to discover you so most days I get messages from Instagram saying I've just read an article in Happiful or Healthline or any of the other places that I regularly write for um, I've just followed you I've just read your blog and that sort of thing so as well as obviously being a great source of income, it's a really great way to get known, um, especially if you're listening to this and you perhaps have a smaller blog that you know isn't there yet to be a full-time income stream just from that blog, but it's quite niche and you've got an area of expertise or you've got an interest that you're really passionate about, you're experienced in, 100% look into freelance writing. It's been a great source of income for me. So number five, I think one now is affiliate marketing. So I'm only going to really touch on this because I didn't make a great deal of money from affiliate marketing this month. Um, again, like I said at the start of the podcast, it you know, month by month, you'll kind of be drawn to what you want to focus on. Um, the month before I had a real focus on affiliate marketing. I redid some blog posts. I definitely listened to the affiliate marketing podcast episode two um, that I did with Nisha because I learned loads from that. Um, I Yeah, so I redid some of my blog posts, put some affiliate links in there, um, started to do swipe ups on Instagram. But because this month I had quite a few freelance writing things and obviously I was getting ready for this course that starts in September as well. I didn't put the energy into affiliate marketing. I did get some um, things that come organically from search. One of the best things I have is like a recipe blog post that was doing well on Google. So got me some links through there. But I didn't proactively do much on affiliate marketing this month. Um, one of the strategies for affiliate marketing is to obviously target SEO and then you've got links that will convert time and time again. But now I've got that swipe up on Instagram. The strategy that I want to do is use more swipe ups and that seems to be really effective when I have done it. I just haven't done it much this month. So 
Number five is a work in progress, but I thought I would just mention it all the same. And then the final way that I've made money this month is by selling like services, which again, all come from my blog. So one of the things, well, many of the things that blogging has taught me is so many different skills that you might be listening to and not realise you have. I don't think you realise how much, for example, most of us bloggers know about formatting posts, SEO, even if it's just basic keywords in headers, in paragraphs, even if it's just writing for an audience that shares, having social media images, including having like a pin it button on your blog, having copy or articles and blogs that engages with people. All of those skills can be really, really useful to selling services to brands. And this is another thing that I talk about in the course, but I'll also talk about here as well. Um, it's been it's been a direction I didn't think my blog would go in um, especially because when I left teaching I really wanted to just you know write full time and I didn't want to necessarily hopefully none of my clients are going to listen to this but necessarily want like regular employers because that's kind of why you um, leave employment so I kind of wanted to do like my freelance writing new commissions every month having to pitch sort of thing but as I've got a little bit more established with freelancing I can definitely see both sides of it um, so another thing that you can look into if you're a writer is offering like writing services for brands and small businesses or social media support or blog outreach support working with other bloggers arranging blog outreach um, or in my case I also offer like press support because obviously with my journalism background I know a lot about writing press releases for example um these tend to be almost like retainers so what that means is a company will ask you to do a day a week or a day a month or however it was and they pay you for that set time each month you're still freelance you're not on the payroll or anything but it is a bit more regular work obviously it can chop and change depending on the restrictions so you haven't got that same protection as you have with a full-time job if a client said one month I don't need you for as many hours um, obviously that wouldn't necessarily happen in a full-time job so it's not the same as full-time employment but it is a little bit more uh, steady and consistent than freelancing um, so this is something that I've started to do more and more really through word of mouth and I will say that my blog has been where most people have found me for this so a parenting brand uh, two parenting brands just reached out after they read my mom blog and they're like we just want content like that which is amazing because you know my mom blog maternity doesn't really make me any money um, but I've used that as a platform to showcase that I can write about parenting because that that area as well parenting is quite competitive there's not many parenting publications it might have been harder for me to get like loads of freelance work in parenting so I essentially sort of created my own publication um, that I can showcase to parents parenting brands you know this is what I do so it's sort of acted as my writing portfolio I just feel like I went really posh there for some reason um perhaps it's the word portfolio um <laughs> but anyway uh what was I saying yes yeah, so uh that worked really really well for me um other people just came from word of mouth um one thing that we as bloggers have as an advantage compared to people who are traditional journalists and traditionally trained is we do know from our own experience stuff that works so one client um, I wrote a post and it managed to get to pay first page on google and got her some sales so then she sort of passed the word on and recommended me which really really helped as well so that's the last way that I've made money um this month as we go into the next month I've had um 
two more people inquire about that. So I'm thinking that might potentially make up more of an income stream for me as we go on. Really, I do like the balance. I can't ever see myself working uh, like 40 hours a week for client, 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 because I love also each week thinking, what do I want to write about today? And obviously, when you're doing like the freelance work for clients, that is a little bit more restricted, but it's a really nice method of income as well. Um, I can definitely talk more about this if people are interested, but definitely would recommend like using sites like Journo Portfolio to have a portfolio of your writing work have on your websites what you offer and that you offer different services to brands follow and engage with small businesses in your niche um and yeah they might just reach out to you obviously there's sites as well like people per hour and fiverr just drop my headphone um there's also facebook groups like doing it for the kids if you're a mom or dad that's a freelancer uh number one freelance women I think it's called freelance heroes freelance lifestylists there's loads of freelance Facebook groups as well to join um, but yeah that's another income stream for me as well last month and I think it's going to be one that takes up a bit more of my time in the month coming which means I'll probably have to step back in perhaps my freelance journalism and just focus on those yeah one of the great things about having all these income streams is obviously you can control how much time you spend on them um I definitely have like shiny object syndromes. It depends what sort of person you are. But if you're the sort of person that really doesn't want to know what they're doing every single day for the next six months, nine to five, then like rotating these work really, really well. Obviously, there will be some commitments like the freelance work that I just mentioned, but like for your blog and like freelance journalism where you're pitching, you're really in control of how much work you want to take on. So, you know, some weeks I'm like really inspired. I want to write lots. So I send lots of emails out. This week I've been on holiday. I haven't got any freelance journalism work lined up because I haven't sent any emails out. So I'm going to focus on the other stuff. So it's really nice having those income streams because you can really, really chop and change. So that is how I earn money from blogging. Um, hopefully that has been useful and just giving you some ideas on how you can use your blog and just use it as a springboard really to make money in lots of different ways. Have any questions or want me to go over anything in a bit more detail or share some useful blog posts, just let me know. I'm on Jenna Farmer UK is my main Instagram and Jenna Farmer UK social is my like blogging Instagram uh, for specific like blogging tips or you can email me on hello at theblogglancer.co.uk. My course is open till the end of Sunday so definitely check that out if you're interested in this but I know you might be listening and it might be too late but definitely check out my blog theblogglancer.co.uk for lots of resources as well. I think this has been a long episode so I'm going to end it here and I'll speak to you next time. the blog lancer podcast you can find me at jenna farmer uk or at jenna farmer uk social which is specifically for my blogging and instagram tips you can head over to the blogglancer.co.uk for loads of useful blog posts tips and resources as well as signing up for my weekly blogging newsletter mm-hmm.